Tom Segura and YMH Studios have always been at the forefront of live podcasting, constantly elevating both the quality and shock value of each event while setting an example for their peers in comedy to follow. But now that the rest of the podcast world has officially caught up, it's time for Tom to change the game once again, this time with an entirely new type of hour-long special. Instead of paying for a live podcast, 69 Minutes is a fully scripted, fully produced comedy show that was filmed in multiple cities and features tons of other comedians. And after getting a chance to sit down with Tom, it's clear that this reimagined 60 Minutes parody is far from the end of new ideas coming from your mom's house. Well, Tom, thank you so much for joining the show today. Just right off the bat, in the trailer for 69 Minutes, we saw special guests like Brian Simpson and the Are You Garbage Boys. We saw Danny Brown playing pickleball, Christina getting a tattoo. In your opinion, which guest segment should people be looking forward to the most and which was the hardest to film? Man, looking forward to the most. I mean, it's look, it's hard to top Charo's segment. I'll tell you that. She's not a pro, but it was it was one of the probably the three hardest times I've ever laughed in my life. Simpson's great. Jessica Curson was hilarious in it. Joe List was so funny in it. So was Danny. I think everybody has great, great appearances. I mean, I was really happy that I get to explore the uh washcloth. Um, theory that I've had that it's only that they're just for the pores. And I got to really like ask like super high level people about it in like a serious way. So that was very fun for me. But I think everybody really, really killed it. Honestly, Stavros, he has a, a segment in it that's really, really funny too. So um, as far as what's the hardest to film, I don't know. I mean, the, you know, some of them are more elaborate. Like there's a thing where I, I want to make amends with RPC, Robert Paul Champagne, who's a yeah. guy that we featured a lot. So we went to New York for that. So that was its own challenges and the logistics involved with all of that was a thing. But yeah, the, there was a huge uh, effort to put this together. That's one of the things I tried to like talk about on podcasts is that doing this particular thing was, you know, it, like putting together an episode of television. So the amount of people involved in it is not just what you see on camera, obviously, like the talent that appears on camera, but the amount of people involved to make it all come together when you talk about the actual production and then the post-production you're probably looking at like 50 60 people i guess that makes sense though because you know you're kind of a pioneer in this live podcasting space with all the stuff you've done for ymh and two bears but one of the things you always say is that you want to make the next one always better than the one before it so is the thing that makes 69 minutes different than what we've seen in the past just all of these other people working on this together the off you know campus locations or what makes this one so special it, it's a totally different thing it's something that we always wanted to do was like the live ones are how can you make a podcast more valuable and engaging like to, so that a ticket is you know worth buying so like with right. the live shows you go like well we can do like a like some sketch pieces, some things that are like, you know, not expected on a regular episode. And then obviously you have that the content can have no restrictions on a pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. And so, but one thing we've always wanted to get into was like, what if we did like a fully scripted, you know, produced comedy show? It's different in that there's not really any, um, I guess there's, there's a couple beats that have podcast kind of elements to it where it's like this, like sitting and talking. But essentially, the whole show is a is a comedy scripted show, right? Mm -hmm. So that was like something that we always wanted to do. It's like we always are trying to do more that is branching out from what we regularly do. Like the next step, I think, for us is to produce a feature film. These are all like 
I think steps in like in trying things and like this, one of the things I said on the podcast, which is true is like, you know, the response to something like this dictates kind of what we do next, right? Like if people really respond to this as a, as a special, Mm -hmm. it informs us. It makes us go like, okay, we should do another one of these, or we should do something like this, or we should pursue other scripted content like you know the audience always going to dictate you know that's why we made a dozen live streaming podcasts is because people were continuing to to want more and this is just a chance for us to try something different well like you mentioned before you got to ask some real questions about if washcloths are for the poor which has been a classic ymh debate that's been going on for a long time now and has plenty of people actually angry which you've doubled down on but it's not even close to the craziest thing you've ever said on a podcast so as a comedian does it ever surprise you what people choose to get upset at versus what they can accept as a joke it it surprises you like the moment you go oh wow but then you go like yeah this is what people do you know um because they also you also realize that in like if you want to use washcloths as an example the way that that kind of went viral is that somebody clips like 30 seconds of a conversation and then somebody who has no idea who you are or what this is just sees that and they go oh shit this is like very inflammatory the way that this is said and they don't get that it's kind of part of a longer larger conversation and that it's that you're basically like doing a bit right Mm -hmm. but you don't get any of that when they clip it out but i'm also used to that like the idea that somebody will take you know a line from a special and they'll they'll print it and so somebody reads that and they go this is crazy that you said this and you're like yeah but that's (laughs) part of a larger thing going on so i'm not surprised that people get upset but yeah at I think in the moment you go, this is what you're fired up about. Like, and then you just kind of have to go with it, you know? Well, you've recently said that pranking your mom on that crazy helicopter ride was the most fun you've had shooting a video, except for one of the segments filmed for this upcoming live show. One, how was that helicopter ride that looked insane? But also without giving too much away, can you hint at what we could expect from this new most fun segment? Well, the helicopter ride was, it really was, it was an idea that I just go, hey, can we do this? Like I talked to the people at the helicopter school and then i was like can i throw cameras in there and just like go up with my mom and i just i mean it it came together so quickly and then when they just said yes i i I had been with this instructor before and he's you know done that the crazy shit he does Mm -hmm. in that video and i was like man this would definitely terrify my mother so it was a dream that that i could make it come together and then she was yeah it still makes me laugh the how how scared she was and how upset she was with me but dude this yeah, this new one I'll say is um, my whole life I've listened to hip hop and it's something that I would say may- maybe like a lot of people, my parents were never big fans of. Mm-hmm. The difference though with my mom and my dad is that my mom literally doesn't understand what is being said, like what the words are. Even if she reads them, she's like, what is this? So yeah. it's me pointing out to her some of the my favorite hip hop songs and having her kind of review them with me. Is, oh, okay, yeah. It really led to like, I feel like I, I was nearly hospitalized. I was gonna <laughs> be, I was, I could not keep it together because she is just not, she doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, she yeah. She doesn't know what's going on. And she's, 
she's uh, saying things that she doesn't know what she's saying. I cannot wait to watch that. Well, last question for you here, and then I'll let you get out of here. Thank you for your time today, Tom. Of course. You've already built a massive podcast empire. You're one of the earliest adapters to Austin. I've said before, if comedy keeps growing like this, it would be cool if Sixth Street in Austin one day looked like the comedy version of Nashville, Broadway Street, like how every big country singer has their own bar. All the biggest comedians could have their own clubs. All that to say, what are the odds we ever get to see a brick and mortar YMH comedy club? Uh, I don't think we would we would get into that business, um, mostly just because I'm not interested in in running my own comedy club. I think it's great that Austin offers what it offers. You know, Joe has the mothership. There's Creek in the Cave. Red Band has the the with the sunset fucking room, whatever it's called. <laughs> There's the new, the new Cap City at the Domain. So you have all these places. I I don't want to be involved in owning a comedy club. I'm much more interested in having like a bakery or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. But yeah, I'm I'm super thrilled that Austin is is doing as well as it is and that people keep moving, you know, comedians all the time are either moving to Austin or when I talk to them, they're like, I'm thinking about moving to Austin. So obviously, like the appeal is there. People are attracted to the city. And I mean, it's great for us. It's great for us as comedians as podcasters and and uh yeah uh, i will not be opening a comedy club for sure though <laughs> well bakery could still be cool but imagine just uh, your mom's house all the cool branding the jeans it would be a sick it'd club. be cool to have like a pop-up thing or some type of event i think but like um yeah there's there's just it's too much of a headache man i know too much about how comedy clubs run that's the problem as i'm yeah. too informed well tom thank you again you can get your tickets to 69 minutes with tom segura over at ymhstudios.com and just you know i can't say enough thank you for coming on the show today yeah, thanks for having me man appreciate and, it uh i just want watching your special mostly stories my freshman year of college was one of the main things that really got me interested in comedy and stand-up in oh, general awesome. so it's just a really cool thing to get to talk to you all these years later thanks man thanks i appreciate that i uh, like i said congratulations on um on what you've built and uh, i think you know keep going because it, you're feeling something that 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 needs to be filled with like that space i think it's very smart that you did this thank you that means a lot appreciate it yeah. all right that was pretty unbelievable honestly i'm not really sure what to say right now but let's just do guest spots and new specials real quick and then we can talk more about interviewing tom guest spots from last week the joe rogan experience talked with stavros stavi was also on two bears one cave as well as kill tony we might be drunk and are you garbage whiskey ginger talked with trevor wallace trevor also visited your mom's house ian fidance was a guest on tiger belly hey babe and the tim dylan show did not have guests sebastian went on flagrant jordan jensen was on chrissy chaos taste buds battled giving versus receiving and tommy pope was on matt and shane's secret podcast i hope i go crazy enough me too if dude. i go crazy enough dude. To, uh, dude i hope you get Madonna like not crazy. get in shape in any way but just <laughs> just go nuts on my face fucking jaw just do nothing with anything else and just get a crazy face <laughs> just joan rivers your nose matt we've got to do the patreon <laughs> No expression. And I've ads. What the fuck? Dude, a thick black hairpiece. Hairpiece that's sliding off. It's a turtleneck. Get the hairline down to here. Get the hairline down to the eyebrows. Get some wig bangs, dude. (laughs) This past weekend with Theo Vaughn spoke with Jelly Roll and Ernest. Shane Torres was on First Date. Kathy Griffin was on the Blocks podcast. Dan Soder visited Stavi's World. Being in with Jordan Welcome, Dave Temple and Derek Gaines. Sam Roberts and Nicole Ryan were on You Know What Dude. Joe List, Joe DeRosa, and LaMare Lee were all on The Legion of Skanks. The Honey Dude talked with Kevin Ryan. And there's a new episode of The Regs. As far as new stand-up comedy specials are either out right now or coming out soon, Stavros Halkius has a new special out on Netflix right now called Fat Rascal. We also
also have a few YouTube specials, including Nick Mullen, The Year of the Dragon, which you can find on the Adam Friedland channel, and Shane Torres, The Blue-Eyed Mexican, on Burt Kreischer's YouTube channel. But I got into this relationship, and uh, I knew it was in trouble, because uh, she sent me a text, and all it said was, I sent you an email. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that's not good. I, uh, we're switching formats, I'm fucked. We also have two new specials debuting December 12th, Maria Bamford Local Act on Apple TV, and Carmen Lynch's special Queef Week on Mark Norman's YouTube channel. And a few specials in the works right now from a couple of legends. December 25th, Ricky Gervais's new special Armageddon will be out on Netflix. Then just one week after that, Dave Chappelle's latest hour will also premiere on Netflix. And an exciting new project from Ryan Sickler, the brand new Wayback Podcast will be debuting Thursday, January 4th. Okay, I don't know if I should be acting like we do this all the time or if this is unprofessional to be like holy shit, we just got to interview tom segura but i feel like you guys all know that this is insane so thank you so much for watching these videos for everyone that like subscribes and interacts with these at all comments views these videos you made it possible to get tom on this platform where he could see value and actually coming on this show so thank you so much i mean it's really just a weird th i don't know what to say i feel like this is a weird ending but i also feel like you guys deserve to hear this because it's just incredible what we just got to do i mean we got to interview one of the top 15 comedians in the world who can sell out any arena on earth. There's not many arena comics, that's one of them. Not that that's how you should measure your favorite comedians, but I don't know. It's just truly mind-blowing. My mind is blown. It's completely just blown. Mind is blown. I hope Tom isn't watching this part because it's a little embarrassing, but you guys really deserve to hear it. Thank you so much. I guess we'll just see you next week. I don't know how we're gonna top this, but we'll be back next week with episode 82 of the Comedy News. That joke world. Let's get it. That joke world. And the world is WRLD. That's a great uh, YouTube channel, Joke World. Check it out.